Welcome to the Goal Line Stands Night Talk, ARU football podcast. I am Michael Lipinski, joined as always by Brett Halpern. Give us a follow on social media. The Goal Line Stand at GL Stand Show, Night Talk Pod specifically, at Night Talk Pod. And that's Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Brett, not a victory. Not a victory we're discussing this week. It's okay. Rutgers Falls to Indiana 37-21. It's not the end of the world. No, I mean, if there's something that we're well-trained and conditioned for, it is a Rutgers loss, but um, just to, look, it doesn't feel as bad as, as other losses that we've suffered throughout the years. No, it doesn't, and I was listening to the game, the majority of the game. I did watch it. I eventually watched it on uh, on DVR, but as it was going on, you're watching, I'm listening. So I have the Chris Carlin, Ray Lucas bias in my ear you know and then going back and watching it i wasn't i was disappointed that it was a loss but this wasn't and maybe it's just that i'm still drinking the kool-aid you know i'm sitting here with my axe my red kool-aid i'm chopping wood but this was different than previous years like well first can we address how did you get an axe you went to home depot they have axes at Home Depot. Of course they have. Of course they do. I'm thinking of like a medieval one. Forgive me. I'm yeah. No, yeah, like I went got an axe. Like I an axe a- is like a norm is actually a normal thing. I'm thinking like medieval times stuff. I Don't actually have for anybody who listens to this that is in the flyer service. I actually have a set of irons at home that I bought myself. Oh, okay. so I could break into your house. No, not that's not the way. I could help you <laughs> get out of your house. Uh, in in need, I carry around a set of irons in my. I apologize. Table. I got this off track. You were you were actually making a valid point, and I, don't mind me. I, we're we're all working on a lack of sleep. So yeah, <laughs> we're recording this on Wednesday for a reason. Uh, everyone is going <laughs> on in the world. Yeah, we're not going to get into it. Although I will say, I do thank the New Jersey voters for the legalization of marijuana. As someone who struggles with anxiety and stress, hey, yeah. you know what? A little toke here and there can't hurt. You know what? Maybe on. Um, actually, we definitely will talk so, as we all as we mentioned before. Check out also our other football show, other football podcast, Goal Line Stand. We talk about the Cowboys visiting the Giants. I'm going to talk about how I got uh, secondhand high uh, at the. Cowboys game last year and you know what sometimes it actually induces further anxiety which I will talk about but yeah look uh you know I'm back again, on not track. a yeah not a political show I do believe in the legalization of marijuana never mind you know we're, we're talking go Rutgers let's, let's back, talk Rutgers back on track 37 21 <laughs> Rutgers falls to Indiana it wasn't that bad Yes, they lost, and there are things that need to be worked on, but every time they step on the field, granted it's only been twice, I just feel more and more comfort as a Rutgers fan with where this team is. And this was a test. We talked about it last week. This game was a test. Where are they going to be? They're not at Indiana's level, but they weren't a walkover either. They were in this game for the better part of it, into the fourth quarter, like Coach Shiano said they want to be. Yeah, I, I so – I I definitely, you know, at the end of this game, beyond the fact that just as a fan, as a supporter 
alum, you're you're disappointed. Yeah, I I, I thought they played competitively. Uh, and also, by the way, kudos to Indiana. That's a it's a very solid team. Uh, you know, really kind of no frills, but just very solid all around. Don't make stupid mistakes. Physical. They put together a good team over the last few years, and, and this is you know the, the pinnacle of that. Um, I think you know the game did highlight some some glaring deficiencies in the offense, though. Um, in particular, that that I'm you know it, concerned about. Now, you know the, the thing is, like we said, we're encouraged. They play harder. They they play smarter. There's coaching. There's adapting. So all of those things are positive moving forward. Having said that, you also have to raise the bar of expectations, and it's clear th- th- there are some problems with this offense uh, that I don't know how necessarily they're going to be addressed this year, and, and it's going to cause, particularly for this week, which we'll get into in a little bit, uh, some long games. Yeah, well, we, we can talk about it real quick. And I think it was on Twitter. Uh, it might have been on Facebook, and I don't remember who it was uh, that said, this comes down to the Jimmys and the Joes, this game particularly, the Indiana game. And it, it was clear as day that this was a player thing. This came down to the players. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the offense, the deficiencies. There's highlights you know, we can get to, but let's talk about the deficiencies here. And I know that you're high – you're, you're, you you texted me as it was going on, so let's talk about it. They're not going downfield. The yeah. quarterback, I'm not saying the quarterback is an issue, but arm strength is a glaring weakness. Again, I look. I um, I think there are moments when Noah Vidral makes good decisions, as evidenced by the Michigan State game. This was a bad outing. Um, he was not. And look, part of this is also the offensive line, which is not doing tremendously well. They're not, they're not epically bad, but they're not great. Um, the problem is that Vidral does not have a particularly strong arm. The few times he did throw the ball downfield, there were a few times there were people open. He either didn't see them. There was a few where he he missed Bo Melton on. Um, a deep pass when Melton had a few steps. So he held on to the ball too long. He had some he had a really bad interception on a rollout. I, I'm definitely worried about the quarterback position and about the ability. You have to stretch the field vertically. Otherwise, you're going to continue to see eight and nine-man boxes, uh, which is going to hurt our running game, which we have – and particularly after um, in this game, we have three talented running backs, uh, which we'll get into. The tight ends were nowhere to be found. And I, I just worry the kid does not have a strong arm. Our receivers are not tremendous, but you got to hit him when they're open and he can't. So there's accuracy and arm strength issues. So I, I am definitely worried about that moving forward. And it really also begs the question. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off about Art Sikowski, which well, I put it. I put it on our Twitter at Night Talk Pod. Is it this time not for the lack of faith in Vidral, but this is we talked about this. This is like a oh, this is a weird year. Everybody has eligibility. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, and particularly if you're Shiano and Gleason, 
you can almost treat it as a, a long extended preseason. Yep. Do you not this week? <laughs> not this week. But coming up, assuming there's a game maybe against Illinois, do you have a scenario where you see Art Sitkowski or a Cole Snyder or whoever else, not Johnny Langan. I like him. I like the package, but the package they put him in um, because that came off weird. Uh, That was really (laughs) awkward. Good old Johnny football. Johnny football, baby. (laughs) At what point – do we see that? Do we know? I mean, the coaches are there. They're seeing something we're not, obviously. Yeah. Reporters aren't allowed to watch practice, so there's not even that feedback anymore. I don't know. I I, I kind of want to see it. I want to see what happens. Yeah, look, I, I have to, just from my recollection of Art Sikowski's game, he clearly has a stronger arm than Vidral. And he chucks it. I, part of me, I mean, I kind of was like, heck, I would almost – wouldn't mind a 30 yard pass that ends up in an interception just to try to threaten it if you to to give the defense another look um you know the other thing is now obviously the offense kind of started and there was a spark when langan came in and there was that package uh but i also think earlier in the game there were several designed or there were some uh read options where vidral kept it and I, I think they need to implement that more. He he actually needs to become a part of the running game more because uh, I think they're able to, you know, get a few first downs from that and it'll open up the running game more. It changes the threat. Yeah. It, it changes the I threat. Think you that have to opens it up more than the, the quick passing game to the sideline is not effective. So, look, for certain teams it is. It is just not for us. I would rather quarterback runs. I would agree with you. A quick passing game, you've got to get there. You have to be able to have the speed. Yeah. Right now, Rutgers is rebuilding that speed, uh, the football speed. Yeah. And you have to have the wherewithal from an offensive standpoint, a quarterback to do it. Uh, the one thing about Vedral, I, I agree with you. I, I'd like to see more running. I'm really surprised at the, the lack of arm strength. It, it's been really evident the past two weeks. And maybe it was just, okay, another transfer coming in. Look what he did at at Nebraska when he played. This is great, but it's a very it's a very soft football that he throws. Oof. It, it is. And again, I'm not trying to, you know, just destroy the kid because, you know, there were, there were definitely bright spots in the Michigan State game, but that might be the weakest arm I've seen from a Rutgers quarterback. Um, I mean, remember Kyle Bolin didn't have a strong arm. It looked a lot better. This is I even you know, and that's part of also the issue I think with the quick passing game out to the receivers, it doesn't get there quick enough. There's not zip. There's no, There's no zip. zip. The ball. Yeah, I, I would like to see uh, at some point. I'm not calling for it this week. I, I would like to see more other quarterbacks in there, simply for the fact of that's my expectation on the year. Yeah, I want them to win games, but I want to see what what we have as a as a as a team. I don't care who it is. Like just put them out there. Uh, that's not me advocating for a quarterback change. Just uh, get a little bit more creative. Yeah, and then look, the other part to that is, you know, and, and we will get to this in more detail once the class is officially signed. And again, we don't want to mention specific names, but right now there is not a quarterback 
in the uh, current class of 2021. So unless they're going to bring in another grad transfer, this is the quarterbacks you have on this roster. This is who you're going to have next year too. So there's that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to the bright spots. You said it. Rutgers is loaded at, at running back. We kind of talked about this on the preview. Uh, we did not really mention Karon Adams. He was kind of the third man. And I remember, I believe I said, I was like, yeah, but it's really like a, a one in Isaiah Pacheco. Then like a, a two, two A, two B between Young and, and Adams. And here we are. Yeah, I mean, to his credit, he played really well. You know, they all kind of have their different styles. Uh, but to his credit, Kieran Adams played really well and, and reminded us that, hey, like, I'm here too. So, which is great. Um, you know, look, I, in the past, Rutgers has had depth at running back. I don't remember the last time, though, we had, like, legitimately, like, three guys. I mean, I guess you'd have to st- go back to, you know, maybe the beginning of Rutgers in the Big Ten when you had Paul James, Justin Goodwin, Desmond Peoples. But... I mean, I like the, the I would yeah. this three I like a lot. I, so I'm going back. You got obviously the 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 thunder lightning combo of Ray Rice and Brian Leonard. Yeah, who, I guess third man? I kind of, Cordell Young. Oh, who man. When he was healthy, yeah. Unreal. But man, he could never stay healthy. It sucked. Yeah. I, oh man, West, that's West Stepford's finest. Yeah. Um yeah, I kind of you know what it is with with uh, the Thunder and Lightning with because I I sort of weirdly view Brian Leonard more as a fullback because he 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 became that because so unselfishly became uh, that absolutely yeah I, I I agree with you I and this is where it goes back to getting Vedral more involved in the run game yeah you could have so many weapons. And as a football fan, I know you want to be exciting. You want to you want to put up points and you want to put up yards. You want kids that are in high school to say, "I want to go there." As an alum, as a, a someone who spends money to assist the program, I, I want to see wins. Yeah, look, triple option for all I care. Run the wishbone. Look again. The end of the day, the, the same. Even though we were disappointed in the loss. It did not change my belief that this program is on a very good, stable path towards a resurgence and respectability. And you never know, you know, look, we're, we're in the tougher division. We were in the big 10 West. I would argue if we were, that's, isn't that crazy, Mike, if we were in the big 10 West right now, I would make the argument that within five years we will be playing in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, yeah, because that division is just you have to hard. get past Wisconsin, right? Pretty, and and you can do that. Yeah, and, and Iowa, but, yeah, but you, can be, you can be on par with them. Like, yeah, right now Rutgers is fighting to be on par with Indiana, who is in par, on par with those other teams, but is light years below what we have coming up this week. Yeah, uh, also on offense. This guy has been, I don't want to call it a breakout year, but Bell, uh, Bo Melton is having a really, really solid, solid season. I- I'm glad for the kid. Yeah, yeah. well, look, I mean, this is this is a Rutgers family. 
I mean, his parents, his father was in the program. His mother was a track and field star. They met at Rutgers, fell in love. You know, his younger brother's on the team. This is this is Rutgers. I mean, this is a Rutgers story. He was highly touted. And, and look, think about, again, it goes back to in the Chris Ash era, one of the biggest problems was he did bring on some decent players, right, as evidenced by the fact that Chiano's getting the best out of them. There was no coaching. There was no development. It, it, it just shows you how bad the coaching was under Chris Ash and the assistance he brought in. And look, I, to you know, it also shows a lack of, um, of funding in the salary pool. He didn't have much to work with. I will give him that. So, um, but you know, another thing I wanted to point out regarding the offense. So last week we were calling for Rutgers to implement the screenplay, and they finally did, and it worked. They frankly should have done it more. So I'm going to. Put this out there. Hopefully, you know, granted, Saturday is going to be, it's going to be a long night. We all know this. But I think another element to the running back passing game that I think will really work. And the other thing is all three of our running backs are good receivers. That's another thing to keep in mind. Swing passes. Right. And, uh, you know, like circle routes and, and, and things of that nature. Get them going down the seam. I think that will be that is something else that they can do to stretch the field a little bit. And because that way you're going to have a matchup with a linebacker or a safety, which is more advantageous for us. So I think that that will be um, that's something else they should start to implement in the passing game. And I'm just throwing it out there because they listen to it. Yeah, I would agree with you. The the running backs are – get them involved. Find ways to get yeah. them involved. Maybe this week isn't the best judge, but moving forward. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the defense. Defense gave up 37 points. And here we go again. It was the, the quarterback that could move that really made things difficult. Yeah, look, I actually – I'm not discouraged by the defensive performance. So a few things we need to take into account. Muhammad Ture, unfortunately, was called for a targeting. So you had one of the better defensive and pass rushing presences absent for three quarters of the game or five, six of the game, right? So that was a problem. Um, you know, be, and because of that, they then had to start blitzing a little more. You know, they really only got burned by the quarterback's athleticism really like once or twice they gave up like a third down they they sent they sent like an all out blitz and no one uh kept lane integrity and then the quarterback slipped out right up the middle and rushed for like 20 yards but guess what you know we we, we talked about we were nervous about Stevie Scott Stevie Scott didn't do much the defense the, the run defense is is unbelievably improved i i really like and, and Beyond just our top two defensive tackles, even the guys that are rotating in really do a stellar job. And it's clear our linebackers are better against the rush. You know, against the pass, they weren't getting great depth. And that's where there were some deficiencies. And, and also, it's clear, you know, we have one very good safety. The other safeties kind of struggles. So, and what sucks about that is you think about Peyton Powell, 
who could have been that other safety perhaps. So, you know, and look, you know, I, I think it isn't a good coached up. You know, we have Lawrence Stevens and he has, you know, he's been there since Terry Shea. So <laughs> we got experience and, and we'll, we'll, we'll venture forward, but I'm, I'm really not that discouraged about the defense, even though it was 37 points. I do agree with you on the run defense. You're not going to, you're, you're not going to run a ton unless you're Ohio state on, on Rutgers. I mean, they are, it's unbelievably improved. It's like a real defense. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And that it, goes back to what we talked about, just how different it is in coaching. I mean, glaringly different. Let's get into it before we get into Ohio state. This is our time of the week where we give out our fat sandwich awards to those who deserve a little bit of a game MVP. You're going to get a fat sandwich. I'm going to let you start. Uh, I suspect our, our fat sandwiches uh, will be similar, but I'm I'm giving mine to Kieran Adams. Uh, you know, this is someone who, in our preview, we didn't talk about a ton. In any preview, like we said, it was Pacheco and 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 Aaron Young. And to his credit, you know, he just he, he stayed the course, and he he's definitely making himself a factor in the offense. And congrats to the kid on that. Uh, and that was, it was a wonderful touchdown run, and I'm excited to see what he can do. So, K-Ron, if it's uh, within the uh, purview of your nutritional plan, uh, please enjoy the fat sandwich. I already, I'm going to give mine to the aforementioned Bo Melton, who for the for the first time in his Rutgers career seems to be finding that groove, making plays, scoring touchdowns. Jersey kid, we talked, we just talked about him. It's great to see him. Kind of coming to coming into what he could could have been as a four star recruit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So defensively, um, so last week I gave it out to Julius Turner um, as a former defensive tackle, nose tackle myself, uh, and as impressed as I am with this run defense, I'm giving mine out to Michael Dwumfor. Uh I, I really wish that this kid had had chosen to come to Rutgers initially, although who knows what kind of coaching he would have gotten. It's going to be also very interesting to see what he elects to do at the end of the season because I think he's playing himself into potential as a draft pick or a highly valued free agent target. But perhaps, you know, an additional year might, you know, help his stock even more, uh, which he's able to do. So we'll see. But either way, uh Big Mike, enjoy your uh, fat sandwich. My fat sandwich is going to go to Brendan White. Seven total tackles, two assists. Had a really, really solid game defensively. Has played really well. Rutgers needs that in a defensive backfield. Yeah. it's uh, So not only has Brendan White won a Rose Bowl MVP, he now has won a fat sandwich award. That's a pretty accomplished career. Let's move on to the elephant in the room. Rutgers 38-point dog to Ohio State. Uh, Saturday night, 7.30, Big Ten Network primetime game. What can we expect here? Uh, look, you know, one thing you said that I, I – not that I take issue with. I actually – so, you know, they have Trey Sermon, the transfer from Oklahoma, and George Teague, the other running – that's their two main running backs, uh, Ohio State. I am bullish on the fact that we could hold the two of them 
under 125 yards rushing. I don't know if that's necessarily great, but look, uh, Justin Fields is a special talent. Uh, next week, we're going to have our half-season mock draft on the Goal Line Stand Show. Um, spoiler alert, he's not getting out of the top three picks. Uh, you know, if it weren't for Trevor Lawrence, you would talk about Justin Fields as a generational talent. And his accuracy is is far improved, actually, even over last year. Uh, Chris Olave is an excellent receiver. They have really good tight ends. Jeremy Ruckert, uh, the other kid, Pharrell, uh, really good blocker. You know, defensively, I don't think they're quite as dominant as they've been, right? But, again, the pieces are there. It's going to be a tough week. Um, and, again, since we're not stretching the field, I mean, that's the problem. They're really going to smother our, our run uh, offense a lot. So, you know, I, I see this being 45-7 kind of game i'd love to keep them honestly i would love to keep them out of the 40s that would be great to me to me that's a win just answered my question so rutgers in your mind doesn't cover i'm just looking for the cover that's all i'm looking for yeah i mean i that'd be nice too but you know i so what's this spread now i think it because i thought it moved a little bit 38 as of right 38 um it's tough. Yeah, because it honestly, like when my I close my eyes, I see 45-7. So it's like, yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good line. Um you know what? We're holding them under 40. You heard it here. I'm bullish. I, I, I that's what I look. Uh I don't know what to expect. I'm not predicting a Rutgers win, obviously. Now look, the elements to what you need to do to beat Ohio State, we just don't have them, uh, unfortunately, right now. You know what? In a few years, we might, but we just don't right now. Uh, so it should be interesting. But and I'm really, honestly, I know I keep talking about it. I'm really interested to see our two interior defensive tackles against their offensive line. Um, Ohio State has uh, an interior offensive lineman. Uh, I believe Wyatt Davis, who's a first-round pick. So, you know, now let's see them against the cream of the crop. I'm really interested in seeing that. Let's get through this game healthy. Let's focus, hopefully, on Illinois the week after and maybe get another W. We'll talk let's about get that. Illinois healthy, too. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about that next week. In the meantime, enjoy your Saturday night. Get some food. Watch some football. Enjoy Rutgers football. Hopefully, we play well. We'll see you next week.